you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, we're going to be taking care of business today as usual. Well, it's never as usual. You know, there's nothing normal about the way we look at things here. The questions each week are brand new, intriguing, exciting, and get us into new areas. This week is no exception. You're going to be looking at some amazing questions this week. Got a gift for you I'm going to give you right at the end of the broadcast. You got to listen to that. I'm going to give you something that uh, people have been asking for. And I'll tell you how to get it absolutely free. Well, here's some of the questions we're going to be looking at. Here's a theme, incidentally, for today's broadcast. Do you have time for this? Now, just think about this. What do you have time for? How many times have you said, I don't have time to do that? I mean, I talk to so many people who want to write books. They say, I really have a book in me. I know it would be great. People would love it, but I just haven't had time to write it. Well, we're going to unpack that a little bit with our quotation for today. Do you have time for this? Here's some of the questions. Dan, I'm afraid I will work the rest of my life in an unfulfilling field. Dan, I was promoted to unemployment last January. How's that for a phrase? I was promoted to unemployment. Someone says, Dan, I have a mortgage, three kids, a beautiful wife, but I simply cannot work in the mall another day. How does one determine if the risks are worth taking? How does one determine if the risks are just your fears? Great question. Dan, I'm approaching my 40s and I feel very discouraged with where my life is at. It's very far from the life I envisioned for myself as a child and as a teenager. Okay, we're going to plow through as many of those as we can. Great, deep questions today. As always, our quotation comes from Seth Godin. Seth Godin, in his blog this week, said, I didn't have the time actually means it wasn't important enough. Whoa. Now think about that. When you think about somebody says, oh, I really wanted to come to your party, but I just didn't have the time. No, it just wasn't important enough. If somebody tells me, Dan, I really have a book in me. You know, I know it'd be a great book, but I just haven't had the time to write. Well, it just hasn't been important enough yet. Somebody says, Geez, my marriage is really struggling. I know I ought to spend more time with my wife, but I I just don't have the time. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Gee, my grandkids live in town. I haven't seen them for a month. I just haven't had the time. Oh, really? Well, I don't need to make make us feel any worse than we already do, but just think about it the next time you say, I haven't had the time. Or when you hear that from somebody, Seth says, I didn't have the time actually means it wasn't important enough, and I think he's absolutely right. Now, we've got an ongoing little deal going. You've heard me talk about it, and if you get my newsletter, you've certainly seen it, but a little opportunity that if you're really out of work, send a brief note to outofwork at 48days.com. That's spelled O-U-T-T-A-W-O-R-K, explaining how you lost your job and what you're moving to. Well, those have been pouring in by the hundreds ever since I first sent that little note out in a newsletter last week. And what we're doing is we're drawing a name every week, 
just drawing one. I really, actually, to be honest, I felt bad after I put that out because we're getting so many in. And we always said as we do is draw one name a week. But I really am looking for some kind of a package we could put together that we can give everybody who sent in because the the notes are so poignant and so painful in many ways, although a lot of them are very hopeful as well, like the gentleman who said he got promoted to unemployment. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of those things, too. I did write a blog about that. If you want to check that out with a lot of the comments that I'm hearing from people who are out of work, both the ones that are pretty discouraged and those who are very hopeful as a result of that. But you can find that just look for out of work, but moving to the work I love. But our our winner this week in this category to get the ultimate fresh start package is Steve Atkins, who says, I was laid off two weeks ago from my catenary engineering job just after the birth of our first child, Hannah Grace. Now, quick, tell me what catenary engineering is. Well, I had to look it up because I was not familiar with that phrase, but it has to do with it's what a, a rope does when you attach it at both ends. Catenary has to do with the curve, the natural curve that it creates. So catenary engineering has to do with like suspension bridges and transmission lines. They all have that curve in it. Anyway, it's part of that. Uh, Steve says, I'm working to get reemployed. Would love to win your ultimate fresh start package. We're praying and believing God has a better position for me, which will allow my wife to stay home with Hannah as planned. I'm also working to increase my financial coaching business. Well, Steve, you're our winner. We're going to get that right out to you. I've already communicated with Steve and have his address to get that shot out. And then we also have an ongoing thing. Uh, we got a bunch of them right now. Ashley and the, the team and the product area are going nuts, apparently. Uh, but we also are giving a 48 days gift certificate to somebody, just somebody who purchased anything during the week. And this week that goes to Danielle Royo in Danville, Virginia. So she's our winner in that category. And I know we've got a thing going on right now where if you make even a $25 purchase, you get one of the free Kesa necklaces. I, um, we pulled a bunch of those out this morning for the incoming orders, but you get a beautiful a Mother's Day necklace if you just make any $25 purchase. You can see the details of that on our site as well, 48days.com. Anyway, some cool things going on. Got people lining up for the next Innovate Conference that's coming up this month. That's right here in May. Going to have some exciting things we're going to share there. As always, new and fun kind of things. Now, I want to share I want to share just a couple quick success stories uh, because we got so many questions I want to move into. But, you know, one of them, this week, this last week, we did Coaching with Excellence here at the Sanctuary. Packed House has always just had an absolute blast. Had, I don't know, the groups are always just mind-blowing, but uh, this group in particular just seemed to engage with each other, and we plowed through information and had some immediate kind of success stories in there. But one of the attendees was Giovanna Ellison. Now, she is a mover and a shaker. She's part of 48days.net community. Uh, she's part of Mike Hyatt's Platform University. I mean, she's engaged, but here's the deal. She decided in January that she wanted to become a coach. Now, here we are as I'm recording this. It's the last day of April. You're listening to it in May, I'm sure. But I'm recording the last day of April. We had our event here last week. So we're talking she decided in January that she wanted to be a coach. And 
So she was here in April, and we're just kind of catching up, helping her shape what her options are and what she's doing. But here's what's happened in the last 60 days, even before she came to Coaching with Excellence. I love this. She didn't wait. She didn't wait on anything. She decided she wanted to be a coach. Boom. She announced to the ladies in the church that she goes to that she was going to have a VIP day. And she said it's going to be a $247 value, but you can cross out the two. It's only $47. She had 52 ladies sign up immediately. All right, now I want, to, I want to go through the figures here with you. She's very open about that, and I think it's just a cool thing to share as a success story. So she had 52 ladies sign up for her $47 day, VIP day. Well, that's $2,444. Then she told him she was going to do a deep dive day that really went a lot deeper in terms of their personal situation, how they can find their purpose, live that out and all of that. $997 value for only $497. Well, five of the people signed up for that. That's another $2,485. She also concurrently announced her coaching packages. One of those is the Platinum Coaching Package of $4,500. She has a client who already paid her in full for that. Her Gold Coaching Package is $3,500. She had two people who signed up for that. That's $7,000. Now, if you total those up, she decided she was going to be a coach in January. And in the last 60 days of actually letting people know what she's doing, she's generated $16,429. Now that's called getting in the game. That's called not waiting for all the lights to be green. That's called engaging. With our new Eagle here, we have the miniatures that we're working on and each one has a plaque on it that says, dream, plan, act. Well, Giovanna has done that. Dream, plan, act. I mean, I talk to people who want to be coaches and they've been working on it for three years you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. I mean, success in coaching and certainly most things is not as much about time passing as it is about being focused, clear, and taking action. That's what it's all about. Now, another couple of other quick things I just got to share from, from that event. We have people who are engaging in coaching and proving themselves to be extremely competent. I had a young man email me over the weekend. He's somebody that I know. He's somebody who requested my coaching a couple years ago, and I elected not to engage with him for a variety of reasons, but he's since come to some of our events. He's very eager to make his life better, but he sent me a note about how discouraged he was. He's depressed and things aren't working, and what he really needs is a coach somebody to keep him accountable and walk him through. Now, what he presented was a pretty dire overview, a pretty discouraging scenario. I shared that, took out his name, but just shared the situation as he shared it with me with our coaching mastery group. Now, coaching mastery is where coaches are really going deeper and they really are serious about developing their business. Giovanna, who I just talked about, signed up immediately when she came, attended Coaching with Excellence, and then she signed up for a Coaching Mastery program. But I shared that situation with this young man, with that group, and I immediately had four people said, I'll work with him at, at no fee at all. I'll work with him. I was blown away. 
I have assigned him to Dr. Clark Gaither, a physician who has a long history of working with people who have depression and are looking for medical solutions to what they have. He has a long history of working with people like that. I connected the two immediately. I mean, I love being able to do that. I love the willingness of people to share and to help, even when it's not adding to their bank account. And we have so many people that are doing that. Now, also, Clark Gaither, speaking of him, he brought boxes of Scott's Barbecue, one of the highlighted products from North Carolina, Scott's Barbecue. It's got a real, man, it's got a real zing to it, the vinegar base. He gave a bottle of that to everybody who attended our live event here. I mean, we never talked about that in advance. It's just one of the cool things that happens when people are here. Also, here's another cool thing. I am wearing a brand new headset today. Now, you've heard me talk about Cliff Ravenscraft set me up with the equipment that I have. I got great equipment, but, you know, Cliff, I think, gave me, as, as I recall, just a headset, an old headset that he had, and it had the microphone coming out the side, and I don't use the microphone. I use it just for the headset, just for my earphones, and somebody who was here at the event asked me about that. Mike Trees, he asked me, he says, do you use that microphone? I said, nah. I said, it's just kind of an old headset that you know was around i just used it i've never upgraded well yesterday i got a box from amazon with a brand new akg acoustic professional studio headset from mike just as a gift well you gotta be kidding me i'm wearing those today mike thanks for your thoughtfulness I can't believe you never mentioned to me what you were going to do. You, I remember having the conversation. You just saw something that I could obviously benefit from and gifted me with that. I mean, people in this community are so generous. The way they share with each other ideas, resources, blows my mind. Well, you know how I feel about that. It's this. Those are the people. Those are the people I love to share the stories about. We definitely got a whole bunch of champions around us. Hey, if you want to be part of that group, you tell us your success story. Just go to the 48days.com site. Click on the podcast link and you can have an opportunity there to share your success story. Or you can just send it directly to Dan. Ask Dan, rather. Send it to askdan at 48days.com. We'll share your story. Play that clip from Queen. We are the champions. Well, let's go to the questions here. Alice says, I've been seeking what I want to do with my life half-heartedly. I get inspired and then I die out. I know I have so much potential and opportunity, though I currently have three years of free funding for college with a stipend through the GI Bill and will lose it. When I turn 26, I'm 23 now and I have a bachelor's in biology, but I'm just unsure what my next step would be. Logic tells me to go back to school for something like physical therapy or to be a nurse, but my heart tells me those things aren't my true passion. I lack the confidence and direction to know what my real passion is. However, any advice? Well, Alice, I hurt for what you're describing here, but I really would not encourage you to go back to school just because you have access to a GI Bill. I mean, you already have a bachelor's in biology and to go back and just try to figure out there. I mean, that's a pretty expensive, even if you aren't paying for it in terms of time usage. 
you'll get more insight by just engaging in the this game we call life. Just do something. You really can't make a mistake. At 23 years old, do whatever. I mean, we've got guys outside here this morning working on a new landscaping area around our new Eagle. If you're working on the crew with them, I think that's a great experience. You'll connect with other people who are really doing something. It'll help you refine what it is you enjoy doing. Do a variety of things like that at 23 years old. You know, do that for the next seven, eight years. That'll give you more clarity, though, about what you really want to invest your energies in as a focus than sitting in a classroom just trying to get another A or B on a course that you're going through for no particular reason. So I would not do that. Start to look, though, at yourself, at the patterns that you see that will help you identify your passion and really what you want to spend your time doing. Well, Chris says, Dan, if one wants to flip cars, is it possible to do so without being a mechanic? Well, he knows I like to flip cars. I think being a mechanic or having a pretty clear mechanical aptitude and understanding is a big help. I mean, it's like, can you flip houses without being able to do any of the work yourself? You can't draw, uh, hang drywall, you can't paint, you can't do a little plumbing, electrical, carpentry, landscaping. You know, that'd be pretty risky if you have to pay somebody else to do all of those things. The reason I've had so much success flipping cars is because I'm pretty comfortable popping the hood and putting in a new set of spark plugs or even more major things, you know, like changing the brakes out and whatever. You know, I've done a lot of that stuff over the years. So I think it's a real asset. And I suspect that if you and the other thing is, even if you are a mechanic, at least to some degree, just the understanding. I mean, when you hear a ticking noise, wow, is it a drive shaft going out, a CV joint going out or is it a valve tap? I mean, if, if you don't really know those things, it's going to be hard to make the right decisions in flipping cars. I'd say stick to something where you do have a little more knowledge and understanding. All right, this comes from Ryder in Idaho who says, I want to be an entrepreneur. I have so many ideas and such grand visions that I feel overwhelmed. I do not have a specific talent except perhaps that I'm a storyteller. I've traveled, interned around the country to learn about my chosen field of study that being storytelling, film, documentary, each seems to have resulted in my present failure. I'm deep in student loan debt with only a few classes remaining to receive my bachelor's and no local contacts. I have a couple thousand dollars set aside, but with my past experience, I'm concerned about throwing good money after bad. I'm trying to find a local mentor to gain experience, but I can find no one unless I have experience. I'm afraid I will work the rest of my life in an unfulfilling field. Any advice would be appreciated. Well, when, when you say you want to be an entrepreneur, there are three legs to the stool that you have to have in place. You have to have an understanding of what is your passion. That's one leg of the stool. What is it that you really care about? What is it that you want to accomplish? Number two leg of the stool is talent or competence. You have to be good at doing something. And then the third leg of the stool is what's your economic model? How are you going to make money doing that? So when you say that your chosen field, you love storytelling, I mean, that's fine. I hope that you're really passionate about that. And I am, have to assume that you're really good at doing that. But the question then is, okay, what about the third leg of the stool? Can you turn that into some kind of a viable business? Can you generate money doing that? I'm not sure how to do that. I mean, I know people who are great storytellers 
and they get together in their little uh, communities and have evenings where they tell stories, but I don't know of anybody who's dependent on that as a way to make money. Now, the people who are storytellers who are making money, there certainly are notable exceptions like Andy Andrews. He's the most amazing storyteller I've ever met. Yeah, he tells stories and he gets paid very well to do that as keynote speeches. So he frames it. So those are keynote messages. He tells stories, but then has real life principles in there and gets paid very well. People like Ken Davis, who's a comedian. He's primarily a storyteller and he gets paid very well for the events that he does. We, we just had Ken here for one of our, our last innovative event. Ken was here for that. So that's the real challenge. Don't just spend your time doing something and spending money where there's no return. So if you can figure out how to do storytelling and you know, maybe it is through film and documentary. I mean, you can do that to help other people tell their stories and get paid for doing that, but you got to figure out all three legs of that stool. Otherwise you're going to be frustrated. Now we could go into that more. What it ha- what it means if you have two other ones. I mean, you could have talent in something and an economic model for doing it, but you're bored doing it because you have no passion. Or you could be passionate about something and know how to make money doing it, but you don't have any talent. You know, you're going to be frustrated because you're not going to be successful in doing that. So you have to have all three legs of the stool in place. And right now, you do not describe having that. Find something that engages those three areas. Eli says, Dan, I'm a fervent fan of your 48 Days Book and Pot. A fervent fan. You know, that's a pretty cool word. We don't hear that very often. Fervent. Well, good, good meaning. He says, would you give me authorization to use your low or no cost business ideas book to do public speaking? He's the one that says, I was promoted to unemployment last January. As a result, life is offering me lots of opportunities now. Isn't that a great way to frame that? You know, I, instead of saying I got fired and I'm miserable, I'm discouraged, I'm, you know, angry and resentful. He says, I was promoted to unemployment last January. As a result, life is offering me lots of opportunities now. Wow. Such as public speaking before a networking group of unemployed professionals in my local community. It's a group headed by a business development director of our local chamber of commerce. And it's also sponsored by career source, North central Florida. I bought your lower no cost business ideas book for my own benefit. However, as soon as I started reading it, I realized it could do a lot of good to people in similar situations as I, unemployed and dreaming to find work that we love. I welcome any suggestion as how I should use this book. Is it in audio format in Spanish? I could narrate it for you since Spanish is my first language. Well, that's one that we just did in-house. So it didn't go through one of my publishers. So it's not available in Spanish. Uh, I don't have it in audio. It's just something we put together quickly. We have people who are submitting ideas that'll go in ongoing iterations of that. We'll have volume two, three, four, and five, I suspect, with additional compilations of 48 low or no cost business ideas. Yeah, absolutely. You've got my permission to use that in your public speaking. I mean, just show it as a source. Other people can get it as well, but I don't care if you take it and unpack the ideas that are in there. Share those with people as examples to help stimulate their own thinking about things they can do. I mean, that'd be great. I don't have any any additional material to go with that. I mean, I create a lot of content and a lot of times I create like a workbook to go with something. I have not with that. The other book of mine that would be most closely aligned to that would be No More Dreaded Mondays, where I do talk about how to take ideas and turn those into real businesses. So that might be another resource that you could check out. 
Thanks for your question. I'm delighted to hear from people who are using materials like that to inspire other people. Mark says, I was turned on to your podcast by a friend who advised me to listen, and now I'm hooked. I was trapped in a job with Apple Computer for the last 13 years, working as a technician at the local Apple store. I finally had enough and decided that I wanted to go be a graphic designer and a Macintosh consultant simultaneously as my full-time gigs. And now listen to this situation. This is a pretty cool kind of uh, juxtaposition here that Mark describes. He says, I have a mortgage, three kids, a beautiful wife, but I simply had to walk up to the edge and step off. Scariest decision I will ever have to make. No future job lined up, the impending loss of health care, but I just cannot work in the mall another day. I have one more week of work with Apple, but I've already created one of my side websites, which is already dominating on Google locally here in upstate New York with hopes to now get clients and get this plane in the air. Thanks for your words of encouragement on the show. I can't wait to hear the next episodes. Well, Mark, congratulations on doing what you're doing. Now, here's the deal. When you describe that you simply cannot stand another day in the mall, I mean, I understand that. I really understand that. But when you describe that this is the scariest decision you've ever had to make, you've already done a lot to build what you're moving to. So this is not just burning a bridge and there's nothing on the other side. You've already built these websites. You're already getting a lot of traction. You're getting people who are going to be your clients there. I mean, golly, you've already built a transition. I mean, you're you're just... You're not going to fall down. You're going to walk right into the life that you've designed, the way it sounds to me. And when you say that uh, you don't have a job lined up, well, no, because you're creating your own business based on things that you know you do really well. And you, the impending loss of health care, you know, that's not really that big a deal. I mean, especially right now with all the volatility in health care, there are so many companies out there that are clamoring for your business. Check out an HSA, Health Savings Account. I mean, that's the coolest thing going for entrepreneurs like us. It's an amazing opportunity the government provides to put money into that account where it's totally tax deferred, comes right off the top. And then if you use that for medical expenses, it comes out of there. If you don't, it just continues to sit there and accumulate as a tax deferred account. So check out a health savings account, but you can do that. Not a big deal at all. If you're on your own, and there's certainly a lot of other options for getting your own insurance. So it sounds to me like, and you're, you're in a great place. Scary, yes. But that's the life of an entrepreneur. That's the life of doing anything creative and non-traditional. It's terrifying, but it is also the most exhilarating thing you've ever experienced. I mean, it's like going on a roller coaster. I mean, it scares a fire out of you to be going up that hill, knowing that when you get to the top, there's going to be an amazing drop and you may throw up on the way down, but you do it anyway. I mean, you don't see that there's no line. You see a line a mile long at those kind of things. The scarier, the better. We're all drawn to things that are scary because they open us up to things we've never experienced before. That's what you're talking about here. If you never had something scary that you're confronted with, you're going to live a pretty boring life. So recognize, yeah, it's, it's scary, but you're going to walk through that door and walk into the most amazing next chapter of your life you've ever dreamed of. Well, here's a, a, a lengthy email from 
Ralph, who talked about last week, I talked about, responded to somebody who said that they are in video production, but at this point, you know, nobody really values that anymore. Everybody with an iPhone is a video producer. And I said, yeah, you know, it it may be time to look for something else because it's really hard to be unique in that arena. Well, Ralph wrote a very thoughtful, lengthy note about how he creates content. He's not just capturing something. He's not just doing video, but he actually creates content for companies and individuals and it's a really good point and i'll pass this on to the gentleman who asked the question last week i mean we have somebody jeff long who did the video of the creation of athena our new eagle right from the time it was a block of clay he did a a fast time lapse kind of video that goes all the way through to what it is today this amazing bronze sculpture Well, I couldn't do that. I mean, I have no idea how to put all that stuff together. So I value the services of somebody like Jeff, and certainly you're describing the same kind of thing. So I I didn't in any way tend to diminish the value of that. I just uh, needed to point out there are some things that where it is more challenging than it used to be to be compensated because it's now easy for everybody to do that particular thing. I mean, think about it. If you're a... Geez, if you're a um, map maker, well, how many people pull out a physical map? Joanna and I commented about that recently when we were on a trip. I mean, we have an atlas in the car. My gosh, it's so cumbersome to pull that thing out. I mean, you just pop your up your smartphone, and you can see exactly where you are and where you want to go, how long it's going to take, what the best route is right now, this instant. To I mean, it's just uh, there are some things that become obsolete over time, so we have to be looking at how can we keep ourselves relevant and fresh as those opportunities do change. Well, here's a note from Aaron, and I I like this question. He says, I have this business idea of building TV antennas for single homes. Here in my flat area of Florida, a properly positioned antenna can bring in about 25 to 40 channels of crystal clear high-def television. A lot of people are interested in mine once they see how good the picture is and the antenna itself is pretty sleek and not unsightly. I believe in the idea and my technical abilities. I have many advertising marketing ideas and have my current financial and personal situation in pretty good shape. There are concerns about that keep my dream a dream. Work hazards, vague and confusing building codes, and personal liability fear from the elements, lightning and storms have me scratching my head. How does one determine if the risks are worth taking? How does one determine if the risks are just your fears? Oh my gosh, Aaron, I love that question and how you frame that. How do you determine if what you see as risk are really just your fears? You know, in your situation, and I would say, absolutely go for it. Now, I'm pretty familiar with this particular thing that you're talking about. I mean, most of us have cable or some kind of a satellite dish on the top of our house, you know, to get stations. Well, more and more is becoming popular and, and stations are federally required to, to send out their signal in high definition. Well, depending on where you live, <laughs> depending on where you live, you know, you can pick up a whole lot of channels. Now, there are ads running on TV. I'm sure you've seen it for Clear TV. If you go to Clear TV, you'll see they're promoting their little square antenna. You just stick it in the window. You get as many as you want for $19.95, and you pick up all these channels. Well, there's some kind of poor reviews about that, but the concept is great. If you just simply went door to door telling people who are paying $80, $90 a month for their cable or 
dish service that you have an antenna and can demonstrate it on the spot when I mean, you're going to sell the fire out of those i mean if you sell them at 79 dollars i mean you don't have to try to be cheapest i mean you sell something where you actually install it and give them a demonstration my gosh i could see you doing 20 in a day i, I think it's a great idea and when you describe what you see as concerns work hazards i mean what does that mean I mean, if you're now, if you're going to be up and down on top of roofs, that may be somewhat of an issue. But most of these new TVs don't seem to require that at all. Vague and confusing building codes. My gosh. I mean, I, I don't know how that really relates to what you're doing, but uh, I tend to err on the side of asking for forgiveness rather than permission. If you start asking too many things in advance, you know, it may kill your business ideas because, you, you know, there's. Of something that's questionable but just get out there and do it give some some people something they want wow personal liability lightnings and storms and those are minor minor kind of things don't if you start looking at the things that are possibilities like that you'll never step out and do something extraordinary i mean here, here's here's an example here's how attorneys in the legal field look at what i do as an author now, I'm going to exaggerate here, but this is really a real kind of thinking. So somebody gets my book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. Let's just use that title, 48 Days to the Work You Love. They get that book, they read it, and they think, man, my job really does stink. You know, I'm going to quit my job. They quit their job. Wow. They don't really get anything else going. They don't get another job. Six months from now, they're broke, discouraged. They jump off a bridge. Well, the widow starts to think, Wow. Now, wait a minute. He read that book, 48 Days, that started this whole train. I'm going to go after that author. That's the way attorneys tend to think. Has that ever been a real situation in 20 years of doing this with people? Nothing even remotely close to that has ever occurred. But if I started thinking down that path, I'd never write a book. I'd never speak. I'd never coach somebody. I'd just be you know, sitting somewhere in a cubicle, scratching my head, wishing I had a better life. You got to just step out. And the things you're talking about, I think you got a very viable idea. Step out, man. Do it. Make it happen. Let me know your success six months from now. Okay, here's, here's another one. This comes from Rosalind. In Arkansas, who says Amazon has ended affiliate programs in some states, including Arkansas, due to those states wanting Amazon to collect sales tax on the sales from these referrals. What's your advice if you want to have affiliate links with one of these companies, as an example, Amazon on your website, but you live in a state where the company ended its affiliate program? Rosalind, my recommendation is find 29 other companies where you can have an affiliate program. That's just one. I mean, that happened in my state. There was some confusion for a while. And then Amazon opened a big distribution center about 30 miles from me here in the state of Tennessee. And so now we do have to pay tax on everything. But there, that was, that was a minor glitch. So they set it up where everybody in Tennessee now does pay tax and continued right on with my affiliate program. There are a couple states where they're still trying to work that out. But my goodness, if you understand affiliate marketing and understand having affiliate links on your webpage that's just one we have tons and tons of affiliate connections for everything you can imagine look at somebody like pat flynn with smart passive income check out the things he has affiliate links to 
mean, he probably has 80. I don't know. I mean, anything you can imagine. He has an affiliate link for it. So having one where there's a challenge isn't a stopper. Just go on. It doesn't matter. I mean, don't don't worry about it. Just go on. That That's going to be a small one anyway. If you're directing people to Amazon as an affiliate link and somebody buys a book, you're going to get, you know, 70 cents or whatever. Hey, don't worry about it. Just go on. There are other things that are going to be much more lucrative and profitable than that anyway. Well, this, this comes, okay, this comes from Dan. It says, my name is Dan. I recently quit my job in search of other opportunities, including writing and travel. Besides making plans for the future, I've become very dissatisfied with day-to-day life. I've spent a lot of time talking with a life coach mentor while also doing a lot of thinking, soul searching on my own. Now, now check this out. He says, I want to buy your book, 48 Days, but I have two reservations. I'm tired of people giving me pat answers to what has worked in their life. I say this because I tried for a while without fulfilling results. And number two, I want to have all the updated information that'll be included this fall when you re-release the book, the 10th anniversary edition. Will there be some sort of update guarantee to those who have already purchased the book? I listen to 48 Days and This Is Your Life by Michael Hyatt and I love all the inspirational content you both provide. However, at 24, I've never felt so directionless. Part of the reason I quit my job was to try new things. I moved in with my dad, who I had only seen a handful of times since my parents divorced over a decade ago. He's enjoyable to be around, and I like the projects we work on together, but I cannot help but notice his attitudes toward life are that of a victim. I don't see much drive or ambition. He talks about a lot of things he would like to do, but doesn't set goals and plan to achieve them. I have much more to say and ask, but that's enough for now. What are your thoughts? Dan, man, let me, let me step in here as a mentor coach. You see some characteristics in your dad. Your dad is too slow to take action. He doesn't risk anything. He lives below the radar. You don't want to be like that. Take action. Step up there. Now, here's the deal. You see, you want to buy my book, but you've got these reservations. You want to guarantee that you're going to get all the new content and you aren't sure that you're going to get anything but just pat answers. You can buy the stinking book on Amazon for $8.77. And here's the thing. Right now, you can get the Kindle version, the entire book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, Kindle, for $1.99. That's the revised edition that came out in 2010, $1.99. Risk it. Take a chance. Spend $1.99. Do I have a way to guarantee all the updates to someone? I have no way to do that. People buy the book through Amazon, through Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. People buy it in Spanish, Korean, Romanian, all over the world. I don't know who those people are. You know what? It may be worth it to spend another 10 bucks when the new version comes out. Now, I hope I'm not just sounding catty about this, but oh my gosh, if you think that hard about spending $1.99 because you're not sure you're going to get enough value out of it, you're being way too concerned, but you're going to miss great opportunities. Get in the game, man. You don't want to be where your dad is. Get in the game. My gosh, I mean, if it's really a challenge, I'll send you a copy free. I mean, I'd be delighted to do that. Not a problem at all. 
I mean, really, if if you want it free, you just shoot me another email like you did here. You tell me, and I'll ship you a hardcover copy autographed with a CD in there. Is your job you're calling. Totally my gift to you. Happy to do that. Now, Alan wrote me a note, and it was perhaps the longest podcast question I've ever received in my life, so I, I can't go, go through it all. But it goes through lots of things. And this is the one who said, I'm approaching my 40s and feel very discouraged where my life is at. Very far from the life I envisioned for myself as a child and a teenager. And Alan, I know you go through a lot of things here. You see, where, where I'm most discouraged and in need of your assistance is to figure out what I should focus on to make the best use of my God-given talents and to finally make money. And you go through a lengthy, lengthy story about different things that you've tried, different things that have not made money, and then finally get to fast forward to today. I now make most of my income from singing, acting, voice acting, and modeling. But after, after year after year, my income is roughly the same. And because I'm almost 40, I'm starting to think about what else I could possibly try to create financial abundance and a sense that I've succeeded in my career. I've yet to release a music CD or perform on a cruise ship or land a speaking part on a TV series. And frankly, I'm not as young as I once was. I would really like for my parents to not have to worry about me. To achieve all this, I need to start making more money to have savings. I also need to feel like I'm doing something meaningful with my life. So here's the thing. Can I build a platform as a writer, speaker, expert while still trying to further my career in the performing arts? And if so, will it be okay for people to associate me with both areas? Yes. That, that's perfectly fine. I mean, my publisher at Thomas Nelson, name is Matt Bauer. You can look him up. He's a publisher, a great guy. I work with him in my book projects with Thomas Nelson. He's also an actor. I mean, he played one of the lead roles in Les Mis last year. We went to see it. He's phenomenal. He's in acting things all the time, but he's never tried to force that to be his only source of income. He's publisher at a very major publisher. And so he gets, you know, great income from that. So, but you can have multiple things in your life that you're interested in that you would devote time to, even if not all of those are producing income equally, but you need to find something that is going to be that core career that does provide what you're talking about. If you're trying to take these things that may need to remain as hobbies and force them to be your primary source of income, you could spend another 10 years and be frustrated as you are. So as I mentioned in an earlier question, you've got to figure out something that engages your passion, your talent, and also has a reasonable economic engine connected with it. How's it going to create income? So if you want to be a wood carver, hey, that's fine. But you're going to have to figure out how to do that in a way that people pay you extraordinarily well for that. So focus in on something. So you're not just bouncing around as you're describing. Focus in on something and then make that your core to give you the real basis of what you're describing that you want. Well, hey, just a couple more here. Richard so Rich says, I've been in the same job for 13 years. Before this, I worked in a sheet metal shop and was always looking for something else. I went to school to learn AutoCAD so I could move into an office job. I thought this would be the answer. I'm now the supervisor of the department. I'm bored and can't keep my mind on my work. I want you to know this really bothers me because I feel like I'm not giving the company their money's worth. I get my work done and help all the team members, 
but I've been looking all my life for the perfect fit. I sold vacuums for a while. I was able to have the best of both worlds. I fixed and cleaned broken vacuums, sold new ones to those who needed them. I did this after work most nights because I was out until 8 and sometimes 10. Then I had to be at work at my real job at 6.30 or 7 the next morning. It caused a great deal of stress in my marriage. So I gave that up. Now I do things that I'm doing on Etsy. All I want to do is just make things and sell them, build a business. We have an emergency fund of four times my income. And the only debt we owe is 170000 on our home. Well, Rich, again, when you, when you recognize the constant frustration that you describe in the work that you have, it's time to find something else. But you've already got that experience of being out, doing something creative, you know, generating income, making money. When you know that you can do that, you've seen too much. You've seen the promised land, so to speak. It makes it increasingly difficult to settle for something that you see as boring and not utilizing your best skills. So create a plan. The first thing to do is create a plan. What would it look like if you did something more creative, something on your own? What would it look like? Create a plan. So there's a clear transition. You can start creating money again. Do that for 90 days. No, not on an ongoing basis where you're going to be working 14 hours a day forever, but you can do anything for 90 days. So do it for 90 days and then move into the new thing, be up and running. Go back to the example that I talked about, Giovanna. She decided she wanted to be a coach in January and in her first 60 days generated over 16,000 bucks. She doesn't need to gee, is this going to work? You know, should I keep my real job? Nope. She made that transition just that quickly. That's what you want to do. Let me do, you know what I'm going to, I've got a really great one here, but I'm going to save that. Let me, let me go to this and I'm going to wrap up with this. This comes from Jeremy. Jeremy says, Dan, good day. I'm catching up on some older podcasts. And just finished, Are You Trapped? It's mentioned around the 35-minute mark that you'll provide a backdoor link to your mastermind content on Udemy. You mentioned a course called The Ultimate Advantage that discusses, among other things, starting my own mastermind group. Is this link just for the cool cat who wrote in with his question? Or did I miss where you provided that information? Could I get the link? I appreciate it. Well, here's the deal. You know, sometimes you have not because you ask not. Jeremy, I think it's a cool way that you framed your question. <laughs> we, we give a lot of things to people who ask for them. Now, don't bombard me with, you know, you want our entire product line or something. But in this case, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put a link in the radio show notes for today. If you go to 48days.com, go to the podcast link. I'm going to have a link there that gives you backdoor access, complimentary, right into that course that's getting so much attention on you to me called The Ultimate Advantage, How to Create Your Own Mastermind Group. I mean, we're getting notes from people all over the world who are starting their own mastermind groups and we're getting feedback about what's happening the major leaps forward that people are getting as a result of being a mastermind group. Obviously I believe in a big time. So I'm going to give you the podcast listeners. This is, you're not going to see this anywhere else, but I'm going to give you that direct link that gives you access into that. 
I don't know how long we'll keep that up, but we'll keep it up there for a week or so. So you're hearing this, you want to go there, you can join Jeremy. You can thank Jeremy for getting you back door into that. Hey, remember our theme for today. I didn't have time actually means it wasn't important enough. Well, there you go. We've been taking care of business. Golly, covered some great territory today. Thanks for your ongoing questions. For thinking, dreaming, imagining, planning, taking action. You know, you're the kind of people I want to hang around. There's a whole lot of people out there sitting on their duffs, spending the best hours of their day watching TV, complaining about the subdivision they live in. That's not you. You're a different crowd. Thanks for being part of the 48 Days community.